0: Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks. Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. I'm so glad that you're here today. Let's take our Bibles and go to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11. I want to talk about today having your own personal encounter with the Holy Spirit and His mighty power. We're getting very close to Pentecost these are things that we need to prepare our hearts for. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 11. Let's start today in verse 11, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word today, we ask that your Holy Spirit and his power will be clearly seen as having been made available to us, and help us to connect with this power, flow with it, and utilize the availability of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. Now, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. We all say, Amen. Verse 11, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Now, the reason Jesus said that is quite obvious because Out of all of the great uh, prophets and the great men and women of the Old Testament, people like Moses, and we see all of the epic miracles surrounding Moses, parting of the Red Sea, great men such as Elijah calling fire down from heaven, but yet we don't see those types of miracles with John, but yet Jesus says that from a prophetic standpoint, a ministry standpoint, he stands above them. Why? Because out of all of those great patriarchs, matriarchs, great prophets, etc., all of the ones that said, One day the Messiah will show up. <clears throat> One day the Messiah will be, will be here. And even Moses, of course, and all and so many others, even if they did not directly mention it. Their lives point towards the coming great deliverer. And Moses even directly said, there's coming another prophet similar to myself, but he's the one that everybody will listen to. And while they foretold the coming of the Messiah, it was only John the Baptist who had the grace given to him to be the one through divine selection to be standing one day with, with some of his disciples and to be standing there as a prophet and to tell the guys next to him, Hey, do you see that man walking over there on the riverbank, walking by the side over there? They said, Yes. He said, Behold, the Lamb of God. That's him right there. So, out of all of the forerunners who foretold the coming of the Messiah, John was the only prophet who said, that's him right there. Woo. Praise God. So that's why, because that was a tremendous privilege. All of the others longed to see that day and to see the Messiah come on the scene. Well, John was anointed and called by God to not only see it, but to declare that here he is. So John, yes, was the forerunner. So he was greater, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. This taking by force, even a violent force, is the pressing through with your faith and your prayers to receive what God has made available for you. And so these things are very, very important to our Christian walk because without the power of the Holy Spirit, we will fall short in the areas of fulfilling our destiny we will fall short in areas also of experiencing God's blessings and God's best for our lives. So we need to press in with faith. And sometimes the fight, often the fight can be violent in a nature where the enemy does not want to relinquish what he has enjoyed holding over you or subjecting you under or something that's good that He has stolen in a sense. And now it's over in the enemy camp, you're trying to take it back. He puts up a fight, but my friends, we're going to keep pressing and we're going to accomplish what God has called us to do. And we're going to uh, lean very heavily, of course, on the power of the Holy spirit. But these battles, even in the spirit realm can be fierce. I have a, uh, friend of mine that lives in another country. And he told the story one time where uh, at about nine o'clock at night, he started praying because there was a situation that he was asked to pray about very, very important. And so uh, right right around nine o'clock at night, he went into prayer and he's praying and he was praying for hours and hours and hours. And the battle got real fierce and at about 4 o'clock in the morning, even, and he said, even while he's praying, he could hear spiritually, because the Holy Spirit would allow him to kind of know what was going on, he could hear the clashing between the angels, the warring angels. And these evil demons uh, that that were warring uh, because there was a situation involved, and the good side wants to win, the bad side doesn't want to win because their souls involved, and so this battle is going on. And he's praying, and he's praying and praying. But he said there was a breakthrough right around four o'clock in the morning, and he knew he knew God's side had won. And he said suddenly. Right when he knew that God's side has won, his eyes were opened by the Holy Spirit, and he saw the head of this uh, d- like a demonic prince type being. He saw that it, this thing's head had been severed by a very powerful angel, and the thing's head rolled up next to him. <laughs> it's very interesting. Now somebody might say, "Well, Pastor Stephen, how do you how can you kill a spiritual being?" Well, technically. Uh, demons uh, you know all those on the dark side they they are already spiritually dead but yes they can be wounded and in these very mysterious ways sure they can even have a head taken off and things like that I've heard many stories of even angels that have been in fierce battles, and they get uh, they get uh, feathers, and uh, not not just feathers, you know, maybe taken off. There's some uh, gouges and some wounds, and uh, shields banged up, and their swords busted up, and all kinds of stuff. It can be extremely fierce, uh, and we see good examples of that uh, in the life of Daniel, for example, uh, where the prince of Persia was resisting God's angel to bring that important revelatory truth through and to the earth so that God's servant has knowledge of the unfolding uh, events on God's calendar. So there can be a real battle uh, from the dark side to keep revelation from coming through, knowledge that you need, or to keep a miracle from coming through, a breakthrough from coming through. So that's why Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So here's the thing. We know that there is a strong man. Jesus talked about binding the strong man. He didn't call him a weak man. There is a strong man. So what you have to do to bind the strong man is you have to utilize a greater power than actually what he has. And with that power, you can break through, push through, overcome. Praise God. So that's what we're talking about uh, today. And of course, prayer is very, very important in this area. We're going to use our faith, but it's the prayers that energizes your faith that causes the scripture to come alive so that you can take a hold of it and use God's word literally as a sword. So you need to keep on praying Until you do get that breakthrough and you need to keep pushing until there is a witness in your spirit that the battle has been won. Praise God. You could call it even a spirit of prayer. And I'm sure you've noticed that you can't just rush into prayer or rush into God's presence, particularly if you've been very busy during the day working. And it takes a little bit of time to shift now, of course, in the morning, it's easier before you go to work, get up early and pray, but whatever the case might be, whether it's morning, noon, or, uh, or night, or whenever, the thing is, is you want to keep praying until you get into a spirit of prayer. Now, once you're in a spirit of prayer, then you can really push it, but you can't even really push until that spirit of prayer comes upon you. But we need to endeavor to always Push until we get into that place. That way we are now positioned to hear from God, such as do we need to continue to pray at a later time or have we made uh, a breakthrough? Have we broken through, for example? But the spirit of prayer allows us to be very sensitive to Uh, receiving information from headquarters and updates concerning what's going on real time on the spiritual battlefield. It can be violent faith and really any good promise that God has declared to you. There will be a fight. Uh, it's, It's a fight of faith. Back in the Old Testament, the Israelites were told by the Lord, Go up. I've given you the land so they can go into land, uh, the land of Canaan, and they can do their conquest. They can conquer, but it's not like the enemy just is just running away. The enemy is uh, putting people on the, uh, uh, on the walls uh, with bows and arrows, and there's going to be a battle, but with the power of the Holy spirit, you can still overcome praise God. So, Our prayers bring God's power on the scene. And it is true that in the area of the spirit realm, there's not a lot that the devil respects. And from a natural standpoint and an intellectual standpoint, we need to take care of our bodies and we need to develop our minds. But you can be a brilliant intellect and you could be able to squat 600 pounds and run a marathon under three hours. And the enemy has zero respect for any of that when it comes to engagement against him. So you have to understand that when you're having these fights of faith and it gets violent, you have to understand there's only one thing really in this area that the enemy respects And that's power. (laughs) That's the only thing that backs him off. Remember, you're dealing with a strong man, or you're dealing with opposition. So the only thing that backs him off is power, the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Let's take a look at it from a perspective of Psalm 66. I really like Psalm 66, verse 3. Turn over there with me. And look what this psalm says. Now, we know that because it is a psalm, this is something that you would sing. And so while you sing it, you can also say it or declare it. And we're instructed to do that in verse 3. Say to God. Now, what we're about to read, of course, is instructions in battle but it's also, you know, of course, worship and praise, but this is also something that we can proclaim to the Lord, which helps bring God on the scene. Say to God, how awesome are your works. And we need to do that. We need to say, God, your works are awesome. Your works are are powerful and we need to speak to the Lord in that type of attitude of praise. And really it also demonstrates to the Lord, great respect and honor say to God, how awesome are your works through the greatness of your power. Now notice here, it's not about the greatness of God's love or mercy, but it says through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. They might not want to kneel, but they have to kneel. They may not want to give it up, and of course they don't, but they have to. Why? They are being forced to because now, for the first time, they are encountering someone who is stronger than they are, and they are encountering a believer who is walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the only thing in these engagements that the devil respects. It's power. Why? He knows if there's, if there's more power, you know, everybody would, would say God has more power. We understand that, but it's God's power flowing through you, flowing through you. Praise God. And knowing how to work with the Holy Spirit through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. I see God's power coming on the scene of your life and the enemy having to back off. Of course, he's not going to want to, but he has to. He has to give it up and let go. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, in basic terms, whoever is strongest will emerge victorious. And I'm so glad that we actually know who the strong side is, those on the power team, as revealed in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. Let's take a look. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. He who is in you right now, the Holy Spirit is greater than he who is in the world. So we have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome. And yes, we want our physical bodies to be in shape. Yes, we want to educate and illuminate our minds. We don't want to be illiterate, We're sitting in a dark corner somewhere, but in these engagements of power, my friends, we must lean heavily upon the Holy Spirit. He will guide us. He will even unveil to us the scriptures, the weaponry that we are to take, that we can utilize in each distinctive battle that we fight. Praise God. Let's go to the book of Judges, chapter 6. Judges chapter 6, and you'll see a statement that Gideon made. Perhaps you have often thought of this statement as something that you could easily identify with yourself. And I believe there is an undercurrent where many, even in the body of Christ, would be considering this type of a verse and what it means as to where we're at right now. But I'm telling you before we read the verse that the church is now in the power stage of God's plan. Amen. And there's power that God is releasing now so that the enemy is overthrown and that you move forward with what God has called you to do. Say amen. Judges chapter 6, verse 13. Gideon said to him, Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, And notice the word, if denotes doubt, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Now, the next statement, let us consider it. He said, and where are all his miracles? Praise God. Perhaps it's been a while since you have seen God's power. Perhaps you haven't seen it in a long time, I was ministering in a church one time, and it was a remnant of only what it used to be. And when I went there, the first thing that it was, it was, uh, I only ministered there one time. So when I went there, the pastor had this great big sanctuary, and only about 15 people in it, and it seated thousands. And there's only about 15 people there. And all he could do was talk about yesteryear and the glory that fell years ago and the power he saw years ago. But all of that had evaporated. He had gotten distracted. He had gotten uh, tangled up in life. He was still in the ministry, of course, but he had, uh, he had just gotten his eyes off the Lord and the enemy just came in and just wiped everything out that they had had built Now, when I ministered that night, although it was a small group, the Holy Spirit moved in very, very powerful ways of deliverance and blessing for those that were there. But my friends, let us uh, not think that the Holy Spirit has departed from the earth, and now that there's some kind of a great vacuum of God's power, God's able to meet you right now, right where you're at. And honestly, in the context, even with Gideon, while he's asking these very questions, the it, it there is the angel of the Lord basically announcing it's time for a breakthrough. It's time to get the enemy overthrown. So. My friends, God's power is here available for you. Thank you, Jesus. And he said, where are all his miracles? I declare to you today that this is your year of miracles. And you're going to see miracles explode, explode within your life. I believe within the next three months, there's something very important that I've been declaring under the anointing of the spirit about the next three months of power miracles Not just a little bit of an inch forward, but moving forward greatly by the power of the Holy Spirit. Woo, praise God. That's what happened to Gideon, and that is what is unfolding right now in your life as well. Where are all his miracles? Within three months, you will have valid proofs, and you will say, well, they're right here. They're right here. We all know that God's not dead, but we want to see His power displayed. You're going to, hallelujah, because Jesus is surely alive. And where are all His miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now, now listen what He says, But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. The first thing that any Christian has to do when they want to see genuine miracles and the power of God is that we as individuals and also when God wants to move collectively within a body or in a large meeting, when we collectively also get together, we all have to take responsibility and it begins one on one with God. It's an individual responsibility first, praise God. In other words, Let's not blame God, which is what Gideon's doing. Well, God turned us over to captivity. Now we're just a bunch of uh, slaves, and we're just beat up by these bad guys all the time. This is not a fun way to live, and I'm sure it's not. But hey, Gideon, the reason you guys are so oppressed, and you're in such a mess, is because you have forsaken the Lord, and you've got all those bell statues and idols that you're bowing down to. And if you're going to bow down to a wooden stick, you're going to have a rough life, especially when you're supposed to be in covenant with God and you've broken that covenant. Now you've stirred up his anger because of your rebellion and disobedience. And he's allowing this. He's allowing them to oppress you. So you can find out how miserable it is when you actually serve the devil. Mm -mm. So we have to take responsibility and we have to be willing to get bailed or whatever it is out of our lives completely and just say, look, I'm not going to do this. You know, we're told in scripture in Daniel chapter 12, verse 10, that in the last days, the wicked shall do wickedly. My friends, there's wickedness in the earth. There's wickedness in America, unlike anything we've we've ever seen. There are things taking place that are so atrocious that, that in many ways I can't even speak of them from the pulpit because it just it's just so gross and dark and perverted. So, what is going to happen is that the wicked will continue to do even more wickedly. But but while that's going on, the glory is going to be on the church. Gross darkness, gross, that's really bad darkness in the earth, but the glory will be, hear me, will be seen up on you. The glory of God and the power of God working so effectively in your life that there is such evidence and proof of God blessing you that sinners can stand back and say, and and, and in a sense, just see it. See it and remember they're not spiritual people. Sinners are governed by the five physical senses. They're not governed by spiritual senses, but they will be able to stand back and see the glory upon your life. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. So my friends, let us take our responsibility and remove any vestige of Baal or whatever out of our lives and get ready for the Holy Spirit to move. Now let's go down to verse 33, same chapter, Judges six, verse 33. Then all the Midianites and the Malachites, the people of the East gathered together and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel, but the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon and he blew the trumpet. He blew the trumpet and the Abizrites gathered behind him. Now notice the phrase, the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Put your name there in the place of Gideon. The spirit of the Lord came upon John, came upon Mark, came upon Frank, came upon Rachel came upon Rebecca, put your name there, whatever it might be, because that is the distinguishing factor between defeat and victory. It is the power of the Holy spirit upon you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And although the battle has not even yet been engaged, the moment the Holy spirit comes on the scene, it's already over. All you got to do now is walk it out. Praise God. And yes, there's going to be some things to do. There is going to be some decisions to make. You're going to pull your soldiers together, which is what Gideon did. But then God's going to, you know, just whittle it all down to a real small group because God wants to get all of the glory, just like he does in your life. But my friends, the moment the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you have his empowerment, the enemy's finished, and the devil knows that. Praise God. This is why you must lean heavily upon the Holy Spirit. Now, we're getting very close to Pentecost, and we're going to be talking about that uh, in just a few seconds. But, my friends, please realize this is the turning point. This is what enables you to break through. And in Gideon's case, when he is saying previously, Lord, where are all your miracles that we've heard about? Really, in context, he's talking about miracles of deliverance. In other words, we're underneath and we're supposed to be on top, but we're down here crushed. And even the little bit of food supplies that that he has, he's actually trying to hide it so that they're not raided again and plundered again and left with no food and empty stomachs. And he's just like, Lord, we're not supposed to be in bondage like this. God is coming to completely turn your situation around. This is a year where many of God's people will come supernaturally completely out of debt. Praise God. Somebody needs to say with a very loud and hearty, Amen. Praise God. Praise God. This, my friends, is not normal faith. This, what I'm talking about today, is even uh, not the gift of faith. This is the spirit of faith. When you walk in the spirit of faith, you are posi- positioned by God for exploits that are continually taking you from conquest to conquest. Praise God. It's like wisdom. There is wisdom, but there's also the spirit of wisdom. And when you're touched with the spirit of wisdom, your whole life begins to operate in that flow. Instead of just a few wise decisions, your whole life begins to flow in, uh, in the hands of God because God's wisdom is now flowing to you continually and it touches every facet of your life. Praise God. Praise God. You don't overbuy. You don't underbuy. You don't overbuild. You don't underbuild. You don't overextend, but you don't underextend. You're getting it right because the spirit of wisdom is now resting upon your life. Lift your hands right now, Father. Let the spirit of wisdom touch your people and come upon those that are hungry to receive this fresh touch in Jesus' name. Say amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Acts chapter 1. We're all very familiar, of course, with the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1, verse 6. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons, which the Father has put in his own authority. Now, let me pause just for a moment and say that there are many activities right now within the body of Christ. And I want to share something that's from 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that will help you to be in the right place. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. You have got to be in the activity or that diverse area or specialized area that God has called you to. There's all kinds of good activities right now in the body of Christ. But if you tried to do something mainly uh, perhaps because that's where the majority is moving towards or that's what's popular or that seems to be where there's an exciting camp going on over there. Look, uh, don't, In this hour, do not get out of your assigned position. Your empowerment is for your position. Not to be off doing something that is not what God has assigned you to do. And you may look at others that are doing it, and they're having the time of their life. And that's wonderful. God bless them. And perhaps we may even support them or back them or cheer them on. But that doesn't mean that you're supposed to be doing that. And you're going to have to really be dialed in. Please slow everything in your life down to the speed of accuracy. Please. You don't have time in your life anymore for wrong decisions or to be going off your flight course in a direction that you're not supposed to be going that direction. Mm -mm. There's, there's in the body of Christ, different, different administrations, different offices. You have to stay in your place. I'm not just talking about ministry. I'm talking about the the great kingdom of God and where he has placed you. Woo! Cuz you're only going to be effective and you're only going to reach the top of what God has called you to. Mm-mm-mm. And if re if you reach the top in another place and God has not called you to it, there's no reward from God for that. There's no reward. God cannot based upon his flawless perfect character honor ever disobedience. Even if you had good intentions, even if you meant well, even if good things come out of it, he cannot bless or honor disobedience. God can't give you a prize when you're over here being disobedient and the whole time. He needs you over here and you're supposed to be over here. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel He said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons, which the father has put in his own authority. There are many discussions today in the body of Christ about this or that, about uh, many fascinating topics from everything from eschatology, to politics to uh, prophecies about this, to information about that. And you can, you can get overloaded with information, but what you have to do is pull back and say, is that even relevant to my life? You, you have to stay on task. Mm-mm. Praise God. Not only do we have a lot of good activity, but there's also even a lot of bad activity with all kinds of false spirits that are out there. And so we have to be able to test the spirits as well as um, dial down all of the other activity so that we stay focused and we're on task for our assignment. Praise God. Verse 8 but you shall receive power. There it is. And let me say that if they needed it, we need it as well. What a gathering, Mary, the mother of Jesus there. Don't, don't you think that's just absolutely fascinating? All of those that are going to be gathered together there in that upper room. Woo, praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So your effectiveness is based upon empowerment and the fulfillment of your individual assignment is based upon the empowerment, not, and not some kind of vague empowerment, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Now, of course, in our American culture here, we are working off a Gregorian calendar, but God's feast days are based on his calendar, which is based around the moon. It's called the lunar calendar. That's the way God set it up and much more accurate, makes much more sense because all of the roots of our Gregorian calendar all goes back to Babylon, but it is what it is, and we are in the world, but not of the world. So we have to understand that right now, we are very near the next very important feast day, which is the biblical feast of Pentecost. Praise God. So we want to be positioned for this so that we can we can sync up with God's calendar and God's release of blessing during these special feast days. But you shall receive power. 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 The Greek word is dunamis, and it means power, force, ability. Yes, it is where we get our English word dynamite for. And power is different from authority. Authority is the right to exercise power. But as believers in Christ, we do have authority in our lives to resist the devil to possess what rightfully belongs to us, the promises of God. And along with that authority, we have the right to exercise power so that we can actually receive and take it. Praise God. And so there is the release of power. I, I want you to have your own power encounter with the Holy spirit. Would you please prepare your heart to receive God's empowerment during the time of Pentecost. Praise God. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, and by the way, it's coming again. We're only a few days away, a few weeks away. I want you to prepare your heart for a fresh empowerment of the Holy Spirit, because what you need right now is power. Yes, you need to walk in the wisdom of God, but along with that wisdom, you're going to still come up against things that they're very strong. And the only way that you're going to get through that is raw power, and God's got more than you need. He'll give it to you. He will come on the scene to help produce the victory in your life that you so greatly desire. That, of course, will also bring much glory to God. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now you understand that the Holy Spirit, he's not a wind. He's not fire. He's not a bird. He's not a dove. He is a person. The third person of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One God, three distinct persons persons. Praise the Lord. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. God wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants you to speak in other tongues. God Knows that this empowerment is something that you need. Praise God. By the way, I always love reading the testimony of the upper room experience. I am happy to say that next year in May, 2023, we are going back to Israel on our Israel tour. All of that information will be on the website very, very soon. We have just, a uh, um, uh, put everything together with the tour company and it's going to be fantastic. Praise God. And this time we're going COVID uh, messed everything up previously. And uh, every time we would reschedule uh, there was still a lockdown or another lockdown would roll out and we'd have to cancel it all over again. But this time we're going praise God may 2023, the exact dates will um, be announced on the website and I'll share more with you about that soon. We'll put an email out and everything. And uh, that way you can be informed about that trip. I would love for you to come along with me and Pastor Kelly. We're going to have a tremendous time. <laughs> Woo! And we will also, of course, go to the upper room there in Jerusalem. Every time we go, we always go to the upper room. Praise God. But my friends, the Holy Spirit wants to help you achieve your calling. And you're going to need power. This is a moment where the church is going to be experiencing the power of God so that there is the shifting, there is the shifting and there begins to become the focus on the kingdom of God expanding and going forth. Now we know the wicked are going to do what they're going to do. Their judgment will be coming, but we're going to be doing what we're doing, which is preaching the gospel to the whole world. We're going to pull the nets and pull the multitudes in, and we're not just going to leave the spiritual fish flopping around. We are going to put the word of God into them, and we are going to disciple them. And of course that takes what teaching, 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 repetition, repetition, teaching, preaching, so that not only are there believers, but The children of God are being matured into the saints of God. There is no greater responsibility than what we have to see the lost saved and the body of Christ strengthened. Praise God. Glory to God. And whatever your place is in this kingdom work. And remember, it's the eternal kingdom. Whatever your place is, give it your all. Give it your very best. And please never forget, you need, it's not optional. You need power. Praise God. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for everyone watching today that they position their hearts and prepare their hearts for their own personal Pentecost father, it doesn't necessarily have to happen on that particular feast day, but you divinely chose the feast of Pentecost, the feast of 50, 50 days after uh, Passover to be the day where you poured out your spirit and released your spirit into the earth and the church was birthed and they, your people were empowered. So father, we just thank you for fresh empowerment, touch your people, help them to prepare Like Gideon, if there's any Gideons that need to throw out any (laughs) bales, any altars of bale, let them uh, get it out of their closet or wherever it might be, or out of their heart. But Father, we just thank you for a fresh touch. And we thank you for helping us to move forward, not inch by inch, but with great conquering thrust for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. If you're watching today and you don't know the Lord Jesus, As your personal Lord and Savior, today, make your peace with God. Allow him to come into your heart and save you. Pray this prayer after me. If you've never had Christ come into your heart, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner, but you died to save sinners like me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, Jesus. I believe you were raised from the dead on the third day. Jesus Come into my heart. Wash my sins away. Write my name in your book of life. I give my heart to you. And Jesus, from this day forward, step into my life and lead me and guide me in all that I do. In your name I pray. Amen. Woo! And amen. Welcome to the family of God. Those of you that just prayed that prayer. Praise God. Now, Let's take holy communion together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. We can receive holy communion. I want to encourage you grab some grape juice and some unleavened bread and let's pray over it. And you can, you don't have to use these little cups like I do. You can just get a little grape juice, pour it in a cup, grab a little cracker. If you don't have a cracker, grab a little wafer or cheese it, whatever you have until you can get some unleavened bread. Let's pray. Heavenly father, Heavenly father, Thank you for the juice and the bread. We bless it. We consecrate it. That is, we set it apart as holy through this prayer. We thank you that this is now the blood and the flesh of Jesus. And Father, as we receive the Lord's body, we just thank you, O God, that we have certain abilities, but we also have quite a few limitations. And Father, we acknowledge our need for you. We acknowledge our inability, but we also acknowledge that you're an awesome God. And through your power, your enemies give up and back off because they can't resist your power. Father, let your power flow through us to validate the gospel, to validate a life that brings you glory. We thank you, Father, for the body of Jesus. We receive his body now with great thanksgiving. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's partake together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. Father, we now receive the blood of Jesus and we believe it. We thank you for your power being displayed in our lives and through us as we pray and minister to others and also as we move forward in your plan for our lives. We thank you. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's receive Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, prepare your hearts for a Pentecost, unlike any other, prepare for a touch from God, prepare for supernatural empowerment by the spirit of God. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time.